Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Genesis of Startups, where we interview brilliant minds in entrepreneurship to explore what it's really like to start a business. Our guest today is Andy Jamison, founder and CEO of Advisor. Andy has over 20 years of experience in digital marketing. He's worked for eBay across the Fairfax classified business, cars, jobs, and real estate. Launched a digital agency that was acquired just five years later by WPP. Andy is now focused on Advisor, a platform-based business focused on insurance. Welcome to the show, Andy. Hi, William. Great to be here. So, Andy, could you tell us something interesting about yourself and Advisor that most people wouldn't know? So with Advisor, we're a tech platform, but I'm a non-technical founder. I understand enough to know what we need to do, but rely on great partners and suppliers and, and staff and team to help us execute on what we've done so far. Yeah, definitely. And so how did you go about building Advisor then when you didn't have that tech foundation to rely on? Yeah, it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. We just started by as lightly as we could with a with an MVP. So our original platform was actually built in WordPress. We stuck together a few different plugins and brought together all the different capabilities that we could to enable us to get going, to see if there was a business there. So it sounds like from before that one of the ways that, that helped you build Advisor is that you surrounded yourself with a group of people. Could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, it's always important to surround yourself with people. So early on in my genesis, I realized I'd exited my digital marketing agency. I had a little bit of time on my hands and I wanted to learn. So I made sure that I learned lots about insurance. I didn't know lots about the industry, but figured I'd do everything I could. So I met with lots of people, probably well over 100 people, would just ask them out for a coffee, try and get some time with them to share what I was seeing could be some problems in the insurance industry. And then over time, we nailed in or I nailed in on a few different propositions or product ideas. And then we tried to build those as quickly as possible. And that involved finding the right technical people to help me, be they contractors, suppliers, agencies, using the resources that I had as frugally and as efficiently as we could so we could try and get as much done. And then we just built some things and tried to see what could work. And over time, we've, we've improved on them. We really adhere to that mandate of if you launch your first product and you're totally happy with it, then you probably launch too late. I think we're pretty unhappy with most of our product launches, uh, but we want to get them out and see how they work in the wild. I see. So the idea is you met with those 100 people, which developed your understanding of what the problem is within the insurance industry. And then from there, you kind of just iterated over and over again to make it work. Absolutely. So I was learning both about the industry and I was pressure testing ideas or problems that I'd hear. So I'd hear a problem from one person, I'd check that with another, or I'd refine it a little bit and say, why doesn't it work this way? Or what's the reason for this? And it really helped to shape and inform my perspective. So what inspired you to start Advisor within the insurance industry when you came from a digital marketing background? Our clients through my digital agency, which was called Swish On Media, our clients started off being media companies. So they were trying to get people to a website and drive sort of ad impressions. Then they became e-commerce clients, getting people to a website and enabling them to buy something. And then they actually became financial service clients, getting people to a website and enabling financial transactions to occur be they financing products, um, insurance, and banking capabilities. And so it was that understanding of seeing the rise of finance as a digital. If you could acquire a customer in digital into a finance product, then it's a very compelling proposition. And so on the back of that, I spent some time thinking about what industries had deep market penetration and where were customers 
potentially experiencing a low affinity or a low love for the product or supplier that they had. And insurance sort of came to the top in that regards. And then everyone has insurance. Not a lot of people really understand that people don't necessarily buy the right insurance for themselves. And there is definitely a need for the role of the broker, which is who we help to connect with customers these days. I see. So what I'm hearing is something that you noticed was going to be a trend that you could help solve a problem within based on your experience. Yeah, absolutely. I've been working in a service-based business, so where we operated on a time and materials engagement with clients. We had very big clients who we were working with, household names, and we were generating a lot of output for them, a lot of results and revenue into those businesses. And so after being in a service-based business, I really wanted to build a technology platform business. And so I had a, a framework that I iterated through, which was to think, what could I do in financial services and what could I do as a platform business? And it was through the lens of those two and a few other sort of lesser frames that helped me to find, helped me to sort of nail in on what we're doing today. So Andy, if you could give one piece of advice for future entrepreneurs based on what you've done with Advisor, what would it be? I think the key is to start. Um, you may not get it right. You may fail and fail quickly, and you may take a while to figure out the right path. But it's about momentum and about starting and trying things. Until you really try or until you sort of build or execute or get something in market, it's just an idea. And ideas are pretty cheap and pretty common, but executing on it and taking those steps requires some courage and requires some forethought around what you're doing, but you don't need to overthink it. We try and move quickly and figure it out sort of as we go. And that enables us to calibrate over time and, and we've shifted and changed our model a few times and to really work out where you want to go. So an example of that, recently we just we launched a jobs board as part of Advisor. Advisor brings together small businesses and connects them to insurance brokers, small and medium-sized businesses to a broker. Because we have thousands of brokers on the site, it makes sense and lots of companies actually ask us how they can connect with those that side of the marketplace. Um, we've now launched this jobs board to enable those brokers uh, another reason to come back and engage even further. I see. So what I'm hearing is essentially just iterations. Don't overthink it and learn as you go. Yeah, I think so. It depends how you're operating and how highly regulated the industry that you are trying to position yourself or your business in. You just need to start and figure it out. If you wait till you've got it all figured out, it'll, it'll probably be too late. Yeah. Could you tell me a bit more about overthinking it then? Where do you draw the line between rushing prematurely and analysis paralysis? We might even move too quickly and build too fast. But I think I prefer that because then we get data and insight and real feedback as opposed to it being hypothetical and conceptual. So it doesn't mean we do everything. We still think it through and we pressure test it. And we've actually more recently tried to slow ourselves down and set some sort of stage gates before we move to the next stage. So for example, with this jobs capability we've just rolled out, we set some goals around the number of jobs we wanted to have on there and the level of sophistication on the platform. It's not the most complex product that we've built. It's pretty simple, pretty easy, but we wanted to test usability and engagement before we sort of overbake the product. So essentially, you'd much rather prefer to move faster because where you draw the line between analysis paralysis and moving too quickly is arbitrary. When you move too fast, the worst that could happen is you get valuable feedback. You know what to do for next time. Whereas if you move too slowly, you never could figure that out to begin with. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you need to do a bit of both. We're very analytical in what we look at. So we look at analytics all the time, what people do on our site, 
how they move around, what causes engagement, what pages they enter on, what they do use and what they don't use, what's important to them. And then we ask them as well and seek that feedback. So we're always looking for data, but we look for data that's in real life and experiences, less so about um, performing the deep analysis at the get-go. Yeah, definitely. So Andy, when you conduct these experiments on initial runs with, say, 100 or so customers, how can you ensure that that's going to be representative of when you finally launch with thousands of people? We launch it to everyone at the get-go. So we don't hold it back. We just don't necessarily promote it as widely as we could off the bat. So we will roll out new products, new features, new capabilities all the time. And then we push it out to different people in different ways. And we have so many different components now that a lot of people would say to us, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. And so we, for example, if we go back to jobs, this week, we've been in soft launch for that for a couple of weeks. Now we'll push hard into a hard launch. So we'll focus lots of our efforts and our marketing and our comms to our audience around that. And that's to our broker side of our marketplace. So we will push that capability to them to make them aware of that. So the point of difference is really just whether or not you do hard marketing or not. Yeah, it's how much we promote it. We've got so many different parts on our site that people can do. People can uh, use our API. They can sit on top of that. They can integrate content from our site into their own websites. They can use our WordPress plugin. They can post content. They can create new categories. They can now add jobs. They can do lots of things. So we're trying to be a digital storefront for brokers to get them into market. And because of the market, some people are more sophisticated in digital than others. And that's okay. We take everyone on that journey. And so we often start with a very simple step-by-step guide to move people sort of into our ecosystem and into using the platform. We try and give everyone everything at the start. It's too much. And so we really start with them to say, advisors are a really simple place to have a profile online for all of your staff. And the reason you want that is when potential customers Google their name, you want your staff members to come up and be able to be found. And that's what most business owners could understand and digest. And we often, you know, they say yes to that. And that's our first step. And once we have them on the platform, we then look to move them to the second and third parts of our process. With all the iterations that you make with Advisor, how do you make sure that all the past customers that you've had are comfortable with the changes? We look at user behavior. So we're measuring the analytics and seeing how they're engaging with the platform. When we move from our MVP to our full platform rebuild, which took us you know, more than six months at the start of 2020 to do, we realized when we rolled that out, we needed to release those features and enable people to understand what we'd done. It was a big change all at once, but people really liked what they saw and lots of the pain points they'd had before went away. And so we're able to take a negative this thing doesn't work in this way and turn it into a positive. Here's how to make this really fly for you. And here's some things that we've created that are really easy to use. I see. So the idea is you made sure to understand the pain points to eliminate any possible difficulties before making the change. Yeah. And communicating with people around it. So we'd see how they use it. We would engage with some key people and actually ask them. So some of the key people on the platform or key people who are very engaged, we will ask them actively, how does this work for you? Which bit's painful, which bit's not? What do you want to see? Which bit's causing you to get stuck? Do you have a methodology that you use to figure out what the next step is? I think we go where we see growth. So there's a couple of things that we think about. One is we're creating an audience, a digital audience in regards to small to medium-sized business owners who are looking for insurance. Now, insurance is one of the most lucrative categories online. And our sort of overarching strategy is to create a big audience in that space. And so everything we do is about how do we grow that audience and attract 
create more interactions and more connections between the two sides of the marketplace. That's really our key driver. Everything sits under that or goes through that framework. I see. So the filter is just where is the growth happening? Yeah, that's right. So we want to push into that growth. And that means the customers or the brokers that are most active on our site, they get the most attention and support from us. And we push in and help them to do more and more on the platform and activate. So we've got a four-step process that we take customers through. The first one is, as I um, alluded to before, is just getting them onto the platform and having a great profile. That's step one. Step two is now you actually want to enrich that and make sure your team's there and start thinking about what you're doing. And so that might mean posting some content, building reviews, adding a little bit more information. Step three is, okay, now you're really starting to get active and you've got lots of customer reviews and now you want to reply to those reviews, you want to post more content, you want to add your awards, you want to do more things. And then step four is really about how do you accelerate that? There's a couple of ways you can do that. One is through some of our uh, featured profiles, which gives them greater exposure on the platform. Now, no one is going to jump straight to step four. They often go through those steps. They start at the first one going, I want my photo to look great. I really want to be there. This is the right place for me to be. And then they sort of uncover those next steps as they go through them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because essentially, when you start them off from step one to four, it eliminates any sort of difficulties, as opposed to when you just try to get them to step four. That's right. And so all of those first steps are free and easy for them to do. And we've got support teams whose job it is when we see people who are engaging on the site to reach out and actively talk to them and say, hey, it's fantastic to have you on board. We notice you've been doing this. Do you have any questions, comments? Do you need any help? Yeah, definitely. So lastly, Andy, what are some challenges that you've had with running Advisor and what did you do to overcome them? Well, I've never built a technology platform before. So that was a pretty big challenge, figuring out the whole process of how we do that, adapting an agile methodology, finding the key people to help us deliver, building a remote team to get us going so that we actually had a product. That was tricky. How we overcame that is persistence. We just keep pushing forward. I think that's the key thing, turning up each day and thinking, how do I just move this forward? Every day is not going to be hugest success, but as long as you're moving forward every day, I think you're making progress. That's important. Now it's about how we take people on that journey. And I think you actually get the benefit in business of being around a little while. So originally, when we put forward a proposition for insurance brokers to say, hey, we're going to let customers leave ratings and reviews and feedback for you online, some customers were naturally or some brokers were naturally apprehensive about that. But now, a couple of years down the line, we have brokers that are actively building those reviews, including it in their email signatures, integrating and connecting it into their website through our API and promoting those reviews. They see the value of it. So that's a journey of educating the market. And that just takes time. And I can see how with the persistence in combination with trying to head where the growth is going, you can build really quickly. Yeah. Brokers love to see that we're growing and we are growing really nicely, which is great. Last year, we did some analysis that showed out of all the major brokerage sites, we're actually the fastest growing one in the country. And we've accelerated through the last sort of 90 days, which is nice. So we continue to grow and grow quickly. And brokers understand that that's valuable for them. Absolutely. Well, Andy, thank you so much for being a guest on the Genesis of Startups today. Thanks, William. It's been great. Where can the audience go to learn more and connect with you? Yeah, advisor.com.au, advisr.com.au. Connect with me through there or reach out on LinkedIn or any of those platforms. Brilliant. To our audience, I hope that you found the conversation we had today around iterations and heading towards growth incredibly valuable. If you'd like to learn more about Andy, do check out his website, or if you'd like to learn more about the genesis of startups, feel free to drop us a line on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter.
Until next time.